Hey everybody, welcome to Uncommon Grounds, a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio. This podcast is centered around discussions with students from the School of Communications, but we take you inside some of their experiences, opportunities, and aspirations. On today's episode, host Chris Rausch interviews Devony Payne, a first-year 3 plus 1 advertising and graphic design student. Devony discusses the inspiration behind her radio show, Textbook Tales, as well as what it's like starting college during a pandemic. My name is Mike Bachman, and I'm the producer of the show. I'm also a graduate student in Quinnipiac School of Communications. Our executive producer and director of community programming is David DeRoche. Uncommon Grounds is hosted by Chris Rausch, dean of the School of Communications. Hope you enjoy, and thanks for listening. Welcome to Uncommon Grounds. This is a podcast about students at the Quinnipiac University School of Communications. My name is Dean Chris Rausch, and joining us today is Devony Payne. Devony is a first-year 3-plus-1 student from Massachusetts, and she is studying advertising and graphic design. Devony, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. So let's just go ahead and get something out of the way. Devony had me as a student in COM 140 Storytelling Fall Semester. Devony, what's that experience like? It was definitely intimidating. That that was very scary to see coming in very first semester. Oh, I'm having storytelling with the Dean of Communications. <laughs> That's not terrifying at all. <laughs> just for the record, Devaney did just fine in class. He was one of the stars <laughs> of the class. Oh, so, you're so sweet. Thank you. But actually thank having you. class with you was great. Not to flatter anybody, but I think you're one of my favorite professors from that semester. Thank you. I appreciate that. Devaney, how did you how did you get to Quinnipiac? Tell, tell me um, why you chose to come to Quinnipiac. I think a big factor in that decision was the, the three plus one program. Uh, it was something that I had looked into it for a while. Uh, obviously, there are more advertising programs. That was the first major that I had originally come here with. And when I was looking around, I thought that that program was especially unique. And especially once I wound up adding that double major on, it was very easy for me to see that that was just a very good option for me. Uh, I get two bachelors in three years and then I get a master's in the fourth year. And there are all these great professors that I work with. Uh, Philip Simon was someone I took visual design with. Dean Chris Rausch, I took storytelling with. It's been a great experience so far. And what was it about advertising and then graphic design that you wanted to study those two areas? Those were both areas that I really wanted to study from high school. I didn't end up choosing graphic design because I didn't think it would be as good for me just by itself. And then once I realized that I had the option to do both, that was just an obvious decision. But I went with advertising because I thought it would be a really great combination of my skills in art because I'd taken art classes for years. I'd taken digital art, studio art. I did lots of painting. And I also really enjoyed doing English. I loved writing persuasive work, all my essays. And I thought that advertising and then eventually graphic design would be a really great combination of those interests. And what do you want to do uh, after you get out of Quinnipiac? Is it more ad focused? Is it more graphic design focused? What's the, what's the career goal, I guess? 
I've really enjoyed doing layouts for things. I like making websites. I like making magazine layouts. So I probably would end up more on the advertising side, but the, the creative side of advertising, if that makes sense, sort of a, an in-between between those, if possible. All right. I want to hear about your radio show. Devaney is the host of a radio show on our student radio station, WQAQ, called Textbook <laughs> Tales. That's the one. That's the name. I, Tell me about this and, and how you came up with this idea. Uh, it was actually inspired by my sociology course, which I took my very first semester as well. Um, one of the videos that our professor had us watch mentioned a woman called Kitty Genovese, who was a victim of a murder about 50 years ago. And then her story was taken up by the media and like blown way out of proportion. And it sparked this whole movement in psychology, uh, which was eventually debunked, but still stuck around in the public consciousness to the point that we're still taught about it in school. And I started thinking about that and thinking about how there's so many almost old wives tales like that, like the Stanford prison experiment, which still sticks around in like the modern American psyche, even though it's not really true or if that there's been heavy doubt cast upon it, especially in the field of psychology where a lot of experiments can't really be replicated, even the classic ones that we rely upon a lot. Uh, so I started thinking about that and I started writing scripts about it and doing a lot of research into it. And I joined WQAQ and started making my own show about it. I host it every Tuesday and I talk about experiments, theories, and sometimes even people that have had a lot of doubt cast on them, even though they still stick around in modern society and that we still think about. And, and how much research goes into each show? It depends on what it is. So some shows I stretch out into two and some I just squeeze into one. Uh, like Kitty Genovese is only one episode, but I'm doing one on Freud that I'm starting on Tuesday. That will probably be at least two episodes just because there's a lot to talk about there. Uh, the man had decades of theories that there's plenty to talk about there with uh, scientific or unscientific data. I don't write out a full script for everything, but I do do a lot of research, just making sure that everything's correct and uh, having articles to cite and making sure that I get different viewpoints to make sure that I'm not just respouting somebody else's bias. And is this primarily focused on psychology theories or do you, do you look at other theories? Uh, it is mostly psychology. That's uh, kind of what I started with, but I do want to move on to other sort of myths. Like uh, people have a lot of misconceptions about outer space. So I could do something about that because we're, we're taught a lot of things in early education about space that aren't really true or are just misconceptions, like I said, and doing more research into that. Things like old wives tales that I said that just seem true, like how you can see uh, the Great Wall of China from outer space and that's the only man-made st structure that you can see. That's not true, but a lot of people still believe it and little, t little myths like that. So it's not just psychology, but that is what inspired it. Okay, what else can you see from space? There's actually a lot, you wouldn't think so. Yeah. Uh, can you see the pyramids? I think so, it's very small because you know, you're in outer space, but yeah. nothing is very visible, but a lot of things are more visible than you would think, depending on the weather. Okay, and do you have guests on the show or is it just you? Talking. Just me and the microphone. Okay. You don't take calls or anything? Nah. Uh, sometimes I can 
have people partnering with me for a show, but I don't usually take uh, phone calls. Gotcha. Stephanie, what else are you involved with here on campus? Uh, recently, I actually joined PRSSA, which is the Public Relations Student Society of America. Mm -hmm. And we do a lot of writing with public relations, of course. Uh, sometimes we partner with certain clubs and write news releases for them and that kind of thing. But for the most part right now, we're working on nonprofits like the big event and starting to hype them up and make sure that students recognize them. Sometimes we even work with other uh, businesses nearby. Uh, I'm also part of American Sign Language Club, which I haven't been able to uh, attend as much this semester, but it's a really great time. I really enjoy learning about new languages. I have practiced Spanish for about seven years and I practiced ASL for about three or four now. And it's kind of a secret passion of mine. How, how big is the American Sign Language Club on campus? Not very big. I wanna say 10 or 20 people. Okay. That's so very cool. Definitely something that I enjoy. Yeah. Devaney, talk to me about, uh, we started thinking about internships yet? I have a little bit. I've been to a few interviews. I went to an internship fair recently, actually. Yeah. Um, I don't have anything down right now, but I'm definitely looking into it for the future. And, and are you interested in getting an advertising internship or a design internship, or does it really matter? That is a good question. I think if I had the option, I would like to go for an advertising job. Just That's just something that I enjoy. Obviously, I enjoy both of them or I wouldn't have taken a major in them. Okay. But I think that that's just something that I'd like to practice a bit more in, since I get plenty of design practice. Devaney, one thing that I noticed about you in class is that you like to draw when you're taking notes. <laughs> don't, don't be embarrassed. <laughs> but I did notice that. I'm not a good drawer. So I was, I was always fascinated when I was watching you draw something in class. Is that something you've always done? Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I have a pretty vivid memory of going, I think it was at the end of senior year and having my stack of history notes that was actually absolutely coded in drawings, like spilling out from the margins, no, no white space, <laughs> no, no space left unmarked by my constant doodles. You know, once I get past stick figures, I'm, I'm just no good. <laughs> I how, how do some stick figures too. How, how do you develop that? I've done little drawings like that for as long as I can remember. It, it was well encouraged when I was a kid. Um, no one really made a point to stop me from drawing all over my notes, uh, whether it was in school or actually in an art class. I had, I had a lot of opportunities that I'm very thankful for that pushed me to become better at art. I had advanced art classes even back in middle school. And then I got to take a lot of studio arts in high school. And I think that that really managed to foster any talent and interest that I had as a kid. And I you, I'm even better. And I still draw on my notes. I'm, I'm sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> Devaney, tell, uh, tell me what you were like in high school. What'd you do in high mm. school? I spent all four years a part of my theater department, actually. Um, I don't think Very it's cool. too hard to tell just looking at me, but I was absolutely a theater kid. Uh, I also did some volunteer work with the middle school theater club and a food kitchen nearby. That was the bulk of what I did. Theater took up a lot of my time. All right. Favorite play? That is a hard one. We did do Little Shop of Horrors, and I've been pretty partial to that ever since. We had this massive 
plant puppet for it. I don't know if we've ever seen the show, but there's oh, like yeah. this big monster plant. Yeah. And we had the best puppet for it that like four people had to handle. It was amazing. And, and who got to play the part of Rick Moranis? That that was uh, one of my be- one of my best friends actually that was in the theater company got to play them. He was always really great at singing and acting and dancing, yeah. and was one of the only good dancers in our company. Yeah, he was great. And what part did you play? I was actually backstage. I was not acting in that one. Okay. <laughs> I I was nailed as the mother in every play I was ever in. Why? I was either the old lady or the mother. Why? I have a good mom voice, apparently. (laughs) If there was ever a mother in any play, that was me. All right. What about music? Very counter to the mom friend aesthetic, but I like a lot of rock and roll and metal. Okay. Like classic metal or more recent stuff? Honestly, I think I go in for more of the classics. I like Judas Priest. I like Metallica, even though they've done some weird stuff. Okay. Okay. and then for rock and roll, I like, well, Judas Priest, I guess, kind of falls into that category too, but <laughs> I'm not very good at sticking to one particular artist. Yeah. So I'm very bad at remembering them. Hmm? What was your first concert? That's so, embarrassing. My first concert right. was I'm, at I'm gonna Taylor tell Swift. You mine. Taylor Swift? <laughs> my first concert was a Taylor Swift concert that my grandparents bought me tickets to. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with Taylor Swift. How old were you? I think 14. Okay. That is the only concert I've ever been to. Oh, okay. My first concert, Blue Oyster Cult and Fog Hat. I think I was 16. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Devaney, tell me what it's been like to, to start college during a pandemic. How have, you, uh, how have you dealt with that? It's been strange for sure. I feel like I might have made up for it by joining a lot of clubs. I joined Game Club. I joined ASL Club. I joined... American Institute of Graphic Arts. And I wound up meeting people more that way than just organically meeting people, you know, in the line to Starbucks or whatever, because especially in that first semester, we weren't really encouraged to go anywhere. We were actively discouraged from leaving campus or going anywhere, which is fair, obviously, you know, stay healthy. Um, But it was strange, especially when you couldn't go to class half the time, you were stuck in your room, uh, for the first few weeks, everyone's just kind of sitting in their dorm, not even really interacting with each other all the time. Our floor was good, though. Our floor likes to talk to each other a lot. Good. What dorm do you live in? I live in Ledges, top floor. Excellent. And what are you most looking forward to doing post-pandemic when everybody's gotten their vaccinations and we're no longer wearing masks and we can do anything we want? been a while since I could think about that. Um, I think just going to the city with my friends, I haven't done that in so long. And I think that would just be really great. Like just going to the mall or going to get food or something done like that. Okay. I just miss going out in just a big old group of people and just getting to hang out for a few hours without worrying about any, without getting into crowds. And by the city, are we talking Boston or are we talking New York? I grew up closer to Boston, but I do like New York. I grew up in Mass. Yeah, I'm more of a Boston fan. <laughs> they don't feel that different to me. I just feel more comfortable in Boston. I'm not going to lie. Um, That's fair. I used to have to go into this to New York a lot when I worked for Business Week magazine because the headquarters was there. And and I can really only take New York in small doses. <laughs> and then I get kind of um, 
I get kind of antsy and stressed out, I think, because everybody is just like so intense. That's fair. I will give it that. Yeah. Newark just feels like Boston, like doubled. If you could, if you could stack Boston on top of Boston, it, I feel like it would be New York. Yeah. All right, Devaney, we are out of time. I want to thank you for joining us on this week's episode of Uncommon Grounds. And if you're not aware, we have a YouTube show called Connect with Chris, where I talk with alumni from the School of Communications. Devaney, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me again. That was Chris Roush interviewing Devaney Payne. Uncommon Grounds is hosted by Chris Roush, Dean of the School of Communications at Quinnipiac University. The show is produced by myself, Mike Bachman. A big thank you to Heather Popovics for running social media. And our executive producer and director of community programming is David DeRoche. To learn more about all of our podcasts, you can visit qu.edu slash podcast. And you can listen to our podcasts on the platform or app of your choice. But be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at qupodcasts. If you have a story to share or something you want us to talk about, you can find us on social media or shoot us an email. That address is qupodcasts at qu.edu. On the next episode of Uncommon Grounds, Chris interviews John Surratt, a junior journalism major. Be sure to stay connected, stay informed, and we'll catch you next week. Thank you.